0: welcome to talent takeover unfiltered when it comes to working hard and keeping it real we know our shit. self-care happiness inner peace and time i'm brianna rooney and this is taylor bradley hey y'all and we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form
1: so taylor what are we doing here today we're here to give you a raw under the hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long underrated industry that's full of quote-unquote experts. All right,
0: well then let's take this show to the road. Hey there, it's Brianna Rooney, your millionaire recruiter. And if you've been keeping up with the buzz in recruiting, I hope you have, you've been hearing a lot about, yep, AI. Everywhere you turn, there's talk about automation, machine learning, algorithms, What in the world does that mean? How do you take those buzzwords and translate them into actionable strategies for your recruitment process and get some time back? Doesn't everybody want some time? I know I do. Well, you're in for a treat. Because I'm teaming up with Recruit CRM for an upcoming webinar that's going to be a game changer. And we're not just going to give you theories. We are going to roll up those sleeves and provide a live demonstration. So this is your golden opportunity to see firsthand how to seamlessly blend AI into your hiring and recruiting strategies. Ready for a sneak peek? We're giving you a crystal clear roadmap to implement AI step by step so you can hit the ground running. Every innovation has its roadblocks and we're giving you proven strategies to overcome the challenges of integrating AI. We will show you AI in action. It's where theory meets practice and you'll be right there with us for a hands-on showcase of AI in the real world. And we will end with a crystal ball moment to help you stay above the curve and your competitors. And we'll arm you with the insights, AI in recruitment, where it's heading, all the cutting edge advantage. So are you ready to take the plunge? It's time to up your recruiting game. So join us for this revolutionary session. Just click on the link attached to this post and secure your spot. And yeah, guess what? It is absolutely free. And I'm thrilled to see you there and dive into the exciting world of AI and recruitment together. Hello, hello. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. So we're coming to you with taking a pay cut to take a new job or after a layoff. What in the world is the market doing? What should we do? What's the move? Taylor, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, I've had a better day.
1: <laughs> okay. Be so we're being honest. That's our usual energy that <laughs> we go to these calls. People are probably like, what is wrong with these broads? But yeah, no, it's been better. But I'm glad we're talking about this because I feel like there's a lot There's just a lot of questions that people have. I know I get messages, um, just different questions that people have in the market. I know you get them too Mm -hmm. with your Ask Me Anythings, TMRP, people messaging you on LinkedIn. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on? And how do people respond? And so I think, yeah, I think we should just talk about it, you know, the different trends and stuff that we're seeing um, with people. And then specifically, like questions. How do you respond to certain situations? So in this case, you know, like you said, taking a pay cut to take a new job offer off after a layoff. In a market like this, is this the move? And so, what we're talking about, and this could, there's a couple different categories of like people that have um, maybe been laid off, and they stayed through COVID times or a really tumultuous market. And, um, you know, didn't leave whenever the specific to recruiters didn't leave whenever the salaries were like 400 K or, you know, just these crazy abnormal sal- uh, salaries that we saw in the market, but just were steady Eddie's consistent, had this job adjusted their way of life to a comp that they're used to making. And so I've had people ask me, you know, like, what are you seeing? What do you think about the market? Do you think that it's worth kind of holding out and waiting for a job that is that is comparable to what you were at, both job title and pay level? Or is this the type of market that you just need to take what you can get and you know start working again? Whether that's driving for Uber, whatever that is, you know whatever yeah. that looks like. And so I think that's the conversation here: is that you know people are they going? Should they do that? And uh, keeping in mind that these are people that don't like to be job hoppy or leave. And so if they yeah. did accept something, are going to be looking for something that's going to get back to get them back to where they were but don't want to be job hobbies from an employer perspective, like want to do right by their employer if they accepted a job that was maybe at a lower level, both salary and um, job title than they're used to. And so I think these are all fair questions. I don't necessarily have the answer to them, but I think we should talk about it.
0: Yeah. I think we're still seeing the side effects of the horrid, you know, COVID. I feel like it's like we're not supposed to say the C word anymore, right? (laughs) Uh, Different C word. Different C word. Um, honestly, I think that it just took a long time depending on what market you were in to, yeah. to hit you. Um, but I think what was interesting, what came after that is that we started to pay more attention to our mental being yeah. and, and think about what do we want to do? What are we happy doing? But I will say like anyone that has gone through therapy, whether or not you're in the beginning of the journey or, or, you know, or you've, you've been in it, um, it gets worse before it gets better. So I think, I think when you start to kind of sit down and be like, ah, oh, shit, you know, like here yeah. I am, um, whether or not you're laid off or you decided you just don't like what you're doing anymore and you start looking around, uh, I do think that you should take something. Now, but I'm going to preface it with this is all like completely personal, okay? So okay. how long can you go without making a certain amount of money? Okay. True. So could yeah. you actually take a b- break and breathe or is that break going to cause some turmoil in the house? Is it going to cause financial strain? Because I got to tell you, financial strain is the worst goddamn strain in the universe. The worst. So for me, if if I could go bartend and, and I, I go to bartend because obviously that's what I used to do before. Yeah, obviously. yeah, That's what I used to do before recruiting. I think, could I go bartend and pay my bills and still have, and still, you know, see my kids and do all those things that I need to do. Could I go do that, you know, for a while before I and got, you know, back on my feet? Could I do that? Could I look myself in the mirror? Is is that okay for me? And my answer is yes, it is. Because yeah. what's worse for me is not working is because you got in this, another bad word, the D word, the desperate, the desperado. Yeah. And you have this mental shift that's really fucking hard to get out of
1: yeah well, I think in this market, too, the other caveat to factor into this is like you can't possibly factor in or anticipate when you'll find another job again, and so, like holding out for something better and better and better is what's really like I get nervous for people that do that because I mean, what I'm hearing is that there you know may not be a shift in this market in a positive direction to like twenty twenty five and so you know I think. If you're holding out for something, you could end up being one of those people that we see on, you know, LinkedIn and like, bless their heart. And I truly mean that, like, that's eight, nine months without a job that is like, you know, um, gone through 50, 60 interviews. I see those posts almost daily, as I'm sure you do too, and yeah. with people with amazing backgrounds. And so there's not really like, that's another thing there's no profile of person that's impacted by this market. I mean everybody that I know to a certain extent has been impacted. Now what extent and what that looks like whether that's they take on more because other people were like like it's affected everybody here and um so I think that like everybody in this market. So I feel like that is really really important is to just know what's best for you. So I think that's what we're talking about here. There's no real right or wrong answer, but like you never know when the market is going to come back. So you've got to do what's best for you. And I totally understand the thought process people have of like, you don't want to seem flaky. You don't want to take a job where, you know, you go through training, you've onboarded your learning curves three months. And then you leave because you get a job that is like more aligned with what your entire background or career is, you know, but you have to do what's best for you. I feel like that's kind of like the moral of all of this is you have to do what's best for you. And I mean, as much as like, I would love to be able to tell people, yeah, you know, take a month, take two months off. Like you said, it's, it's dependent upon their situation to focus on their mental health, but you could have every expectation that you're going to take a month or two off, then start your job search. And it's a difficult search, and then you're unemployed for six months. And so I think really there's no way you can plan around this stuff. It's kind of reminds me of like pregnancy, right? Is that people oh. can try to plan when they want to get pregnant? Sure. But you never really know like what your journey is going to be, how easy that's going to be for you, what's going to happen. Like you can't, you can only plan it to a certain extent. And so I think that um, everybody's got to do what's best for you. But I would recommend like if you get an offer from a great company with great benefits even though it may not be where you want to be or where you're used to being, as long as it's a good job, I think anybody should take it. I don't think that's like my biggest takeaway from this is like, don't hold out for something better right now. Do what you need to do because I the people that I know that have held out, I was going to say hold it out. That's not a word. Held out (laughs) for something better. They're like still struggling now, you know, six months, nine months unemployed. So... Okay, so then on the flip
0: side, and mm-hmm. from the I guess a, a company's perspective, and and how someone handle this, um, would you tell the company that you know like that again that has that has the the pay that's good and state feels stable and and w- whatever box it's, it's checking for you, will you would you tell them that you're gonna keep looking? Like, would you tell them this isn't your forever? Like, how do you how do you line that up?
1: Yeah, and that's where it's like um, I probably. I probably wouldn't advertise it, but I think those conversations are going to happen. I have to imagine, like organically. And so, if you start a conversation, if a recruiter reaches out to you about a job, or if you apply for your job that um, you know may or may not have the comp listed, but I I feel like those comp conversations happen pretty quickly. And so, I think that that's a fair question for recruiters to ask. I don't know what I would do in that situation um, because obviously, it would do you a disservice in getting that job.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. So- and I. I, I'm thinking about that too. And I'm like, you know what? Um, I, I thought about this when I started my own business. And, you know, now that as, as I mentor uh, business owners, like you have to do everything, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to be a janitor, I'm going to be the best goddamn janitor you've ever seen. And mm-hmm. so I think that that's kind of the mentality that you have to have that if you're willing to sign up for something that again is out of scope or however you, you, you feel like your, your, yeah. your level is at, right? Um, then you just be like the absolute best because I, I would still want a recommendation. I would still want a referral. And then I think what's really important here is to seek like you might be here in this moment, but there are so many opportunities in, um, perhaps even in the company that you're at. And it doesn't matter like where you started, maybe like down the road, like, hey, you know what? I really wanted to do this. And like in a few months, you can now have that ability to do it. So I think that my recommendation, what I would do is if I'm gonna do something out of scope, I'm gonna one, be badass at it, but I'm two, gonna keep make- making sure that I am bringing the most ROI to that company because I think that's how you pay it forward. I think that's good karma. Um, and I would want someone to treat my business like that. You know, yeah. so it's like I, the retention, like when, so, when people leave, it costs, it costs businesses quite a lot of money that I don't think we talk enough about. But so I would want to make sure that I'm at least setting up a company the best I can, um, and that I can leave, you know, with a high head.
1: Yeah. I think that's a uh, what you said and I was writing down something that's a I think that's a different situation where you can be honest. So going back to what you asked me, what I tell the employer? I think if you're doing a job, you're working for a company internally and there are things that are like outside of the scope of what your role has been or what you like to do or want to do or what you were hired to do that you're taking on, whether that's with a pay cut or not that you're taking on, I think it's fair to say like, Hey, when things change, I'd like to go back to doing X or whatever, like happy to do this now. So I think that is where you can be honest. And I think that like any employer would appreciate, like, I'm, I'm happy to lean in here and do whatever it is. If it's usually recruiting, but you're going to go over here and do marketing stuff, like whatever that looks like for you. Um, I think it's fair to be honest with your current employer, that like, yes, Hey, I'm happy to help do this, but this is not something that I want to do long term or want to do forever. Even if I do really well at it, or I don't like, I I want to go back to doing X. I think there you can have, cause you're already working there internally. You sure, can yeah, be more course. honest. You can have those conversations, but I definitely think if you were honest in the interview process with that, I think it would impact your chances of getting the job. However, I would say that like, I'm sure most recruiters, because that's just what we do know that if somebody is used to making a comp pay level at X, Y, Z, and they're taking, you know, hundred K less, 75 K less, whatever it is, yeah. they may not stay a while. Cause you have to factor in like, we always think about it when we send candidates over, right? If we've somebody that is 50, 60, $75,000 higher than what they're willing to pay on their max, you shouldn't even send that person because it's not like we're talking a couple thousand dollars here. It's like, yeah. that's amount of money will it's change your way of life. Exactly. So I think, you know, it's definitely probably the norm to assume they're going to be seeking something else out while they take this role. Or the way to be honest about it, I could say is like, hey, I'm really looking for something that's going to be at this, but I'd be happy to help you guys out from a contract basis until I can find something else. So I think that's another way.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's definitely a good one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like when you're, when we're interviewing, there's only so much honesty, unfortunately, that, that goes through there. Um, and on the other side, the company is only so honest as well. And so I think you have to kind of take that, like, you know, like, look, I'm going to do the best I can. My integrity is going to be really high. Uh, but at the end of the day, the company has to do what's right for them. And the person has to do what's right for them. And I think that that's even where you started this conversation in the beginning is you got to do what's right for you. Like at the end of the day, you have to do what's right for you. And does it feel shitty sometimes? I mean, think about the people that accept jobs and, and don't show up or are there for like a month. and You know what I mean? Because they were waiting for some offer somewhere else. Like is it, it, is it fucking shitty? Yeah. But yeah. guess what? It's like, you have to do what you have to do. And like, I know being a business owner for so long, I mean, I've had the hard conversations on the other side, right? I've had yeah. people come to me in turmoil and feeling really bad. And it's like, I can't, I can't get mad. Like I cannot can I be disappointed? Fuck yeah, I can be disappointed. For you sure. know, can I be bummed? Yes, absolutely. But at the end of the day, like they're human beings. And I will say, and I I don't know if I've always been like this. Um, to be very, very honest. I feel like once I had kids I really yeah. put life into a different perspective. I was like, oh, okay, you do you. Like it's always, oh, you do you. I think before I had kids, and I know I don't know if our listeners can relate, and anyone that does not have kids now, I would imagine has a different perspective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now it's like, hey, do do what you need to do. Like do what pays the bills, do what keeps you happy. I think about, uh, you know, we go to Disneyland a lot. I, I'm like, I'm going to do what makes me go into Disneyland with my kids. <laughs> you yeah. know? And, yeah. and that's what you have to do uh, because time is, time is short, um, but... But I I going back to the the desperado of it you just don't want to go there like I think of the strongest minds in the universe right yeah you just when you are low I mean there are so many studies that show this I have definitely been low in life uh, often I feel like I've had a, a little bit of a roller coaster lately but um, it's fucking hard to get back up it is so it's like you want you don't want to go there. You know, and so you can't wait like the six and nine months to find something. Yeah. Again, unless you have saved for it, but on the opposite side, do you really want to blow your savings looking for a job? I mean, probably not.
1: Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's so relatable and it's like one that's like, I feel like heavy on my heart to talk about yeah, because I, I know agree. so many people are talking about this and affected by this and are just like, what do I do? And have a lot of integrity as far as like, I don't want to just up and quit on an employer if I start a new job or, but it's not my job that I can see myself doing forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. I think you get to our age. Oldest shit is what I feel like. Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. You're just like, you know what you want and you know what you don't, but you also have that. And I completely agree. It started after I had kids. You have that like also separate mentality that overdrives the others, that is like, I'll do anything to take care of my family, like anything I have to do. And so I think that's, but is that going to be the key to my happiness long term? Probably not.
0: Yeah, no, you have to course correct. I think rather quickly, and I I think even on like the opposite side, you know, I I, I think about you know um, lowering prices, for example. So you know, again, back to the people that were helping start their own agencies, or like, do I just drop my prices? Do I just come in like mm-hmm. half the price and just kind of like grab up all of that? Now, here's the thing: I'm mean, it's going to sound very I'm like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to say we're not. Do we drop drop it a little bit due to the market? Yes, that's a market correction. But to drop it all the way down to desperate level, where now you're discounting your actual service like significantly, even lower than market, I think that's a problem because that's gonna set you up for a different mindset um that again, I think is really hard to come back at. you know, so a little course correction drop? Absolutely, but like dirt level, probably hard to come back from.
1: True. But on the flip side of that, what if you just need a win? Yeah. <laughs> that too. 100%. What if I just I'm like? There. I just need I'm a W. That. Whatever that looks yeah. like.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Then again, it goes back to the mindset of things. So yeah, like if if you're just there, has been no wins, and you're like, fuck, mm. yeah. someone sign up for something. A hundred percent, you take that. But I don't think it should be. Then that's your thought process moving forward. That's your that, that's your price. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that that's not your price. That's just like, hey, right now I got to do this. I mean, I think about um, when I first started. Trulia, which everyone knows Trulia, right? It's fucking massive. Uh, they were one of my very first clients and I was used to getting paid at that, at that time in the market. The market was really, really good. And so Uh we were charging like 25 to 30% of the first year salary. But, you know, I just started on my own and it was Trulia. So it was a high, you know, really cool brand. And, uh, they're like, well, you can do it for 5K a placement. (laughs) I was like, 5k a placement. Like that was so like (gasps) dirt. I mean, it was like I mean, that was that was insulting, right? But at the time of my career, I not only was I like what 24 years old, but also I had to prove myself. I had bills to pay. I had no, you know, I was my own boss, like all those things, right? So it's like I had to do what I had to do. Right. And I took that and I made three placements, 15K, fucking crazy. When, you know, so it's somewhere else. It's like, that's like 90K. You know, yeah. so I left a significant amount on the table, but guess what? It was business and it, it, it snowballed for me because like you said, it gave me a W, It gave me the win. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I wasn't sending 5K off to every other company because, oh, well, Trulia is only paying me 5K. It was, it was the exception to the rule, not the rule.
1: Yeah. I think you were, we're going into something different too, that like you got my, my wheels going over here of like how much of a mental and mindfuck this can be to like take what you feel is a step back, how hard that is for people to like take a step back, even if it's just a moment, like taking a step back to work on roles when you've been making XYZ comp exact scenario you just outlined. I think it's a really humbling experience for people. And it's also really hard. Like I, I don't want to downplay how hard that is for people to like feel like you're taking a step back in your career. If you're really passionate about your career, that's really, really hard. Like if most of your defining moments come from your career, versus anything else to feel like you're taking a step back, I feel like can be really hard for people. So the mental journey, I feel like we should have a whole episode just on that, that like the mental journey and the highs and lows of what you need to do. And I mean, to everybody knows what's right, what's best for them. Each of us know, only we know, but I think there's something to be said for getting wins, but I think there's something else to be said for, you know, maintaining a certain amount of, integrity with as far as your pricing is going to go for certain people and certain things. Like I could argue both sides of every single thing we're talking about. And it's just such a, like, that's what I'm saying. It's just such a hard, I almost don't even have the words because it's such a hard situation for people to be in. And we know so many people that are in this situation right now. So yeah, yeah, I think I... I also think it's the industry too, right? Sure. So like I, I come in with a text lens when it
0: comes to software engineering, right? These people yeah, yeah. are getting paid for a very long time. I mean, on a low 150, very low, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's more up to like 300, you know, a year. And so uh, I've recently had some staff level, which is the t- tippity top, right? Of, of a individual contributor. And he's like, hey, I'm making 275. I'm like, you know, you're great on paper. I know you personally. I know what companies you come from. So I was like, I'm excited to pitch this guy, right? And so I go and do my homework. I go see what what uh, companies are going to be great for him Uh within his salary range, right? And all of like his little his little requirements. And I had to go back to him. I'm like, I'm sorry, your comp is high. Like this is just not what the market is right now. And I'm not saying that you're not worth it. I'm sure you're worth every goddamn penny. But unfortunately, the market is not saying that. And so you have to take a a massive pay cut. And like, and I'm talking massive pay cut. I'm talking like it was like more of like 220 was probably the highest that I was seeing from 275, you know? And so that's, that's significant. And so he's like, well, I don't want to stay here. I'm like, well, then you got to take a pay cut. Like I, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a give and take. And so he's, so anyways, so he's like, okay, yeah, just, just get me a good environment. So then we start Mm. to think, and again, this is probably a different conversation. So it's like, give me a good environment. Give me a good boss. Give me, you know, people will take massive pay cuts for that shit. And I don't think companies, I don't know why I'm getting the money chills right now, because it's like, (laughs) I'm talking about pay cuts. I've never gotten the money chills talking about pay cuts, but, uh, it's like companies like wake the fuck up. You know, we're, we're, we're. We're not still doing enough when it comes to how we treat people, how we talk about it, what tools we give them to succeed, all of that shit. Like that's that's the stuff people are gonna, you know. uh, I don't know why I think of Krispy Kremes because I don't even like donuts, but like you know, like I think about these long ass line, uh, long ass line of people Mm -hmm. just waiting to get this one thing. But like that's what it would be for a company that actually does things right.
1: Yeah, and then whenever there is like these ebbs and flows in the market, they don't have to worry about losing their employees. somebody else who's going to pay more because at the end of the day, they value their culture, their environment, their boss, all of these things more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Completely agree with that. Oh, well, this is, I think we should definitely have another one that's just all about the mental health journey of being Mm -hmm. laid off or looking for a job or just surviving in this market. Maybe that's what we'll call it, like surviving in this market.
0: Yeah. Well, we do have um, for our listeners, something to look forward to. We're going to have a guest on that um, is going to talk about never search alone. It is a book so um just please put that put that in the notes for for them to check out but it's essentially like how you network and find your great job um and it's not and it's not from applying so i think this all kind of goes hand in hand it's like how do we find the job that we want to find or how do we find a job that we need right now Yeah. You know, and, and not have to feel so heavy because you could you could look on indeed right now. I I was on, this is, this is mind boggling to me. I was on a, um, it was a financial startup. Actually, I guess I'm not a startup now. They have like a thousand people, but they have 1500 to 2500 applications for every job that they have posted. And they have like 50 jobs. Like I'm thinking to myself, like it's kind of depressing. Like looking at that is depressing. Yeah. For like so many different reasons. Like, I won't even tangent on that one. But yeah. So it's like there's so many facets, I think, to this and to where we are in the market that we absolutely have to dig here. Mindset
1: 100%. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to leave them with the broke to boss tip and then we're definitely yeah, going to add on to one of those. So, broke to boss tip is, and we've already touched on it, is know your worth, but also be smart. So, do what you have to do to take care of yourself and your family. And so I think that's like people that reach out to me and ask me this question or ask me questions about, should I do this or that? Like, I can't give you the answer. Brianna can't give you the answer. Everybody's got to do what's right for themselves. Mm -hmm. But if the question is about the market, just know we don't see, and I'm not trying to be negative Nancy. I'm trying to be realistic Rhonda. Um, (laughs) we don't, see a a change a shift right now or in the near future i would say that everything i'm reading is 2025 again that's just what i'm reading so do what you have to do to take care of yourself like whatever that looks like bartend drive for uber go work in any kind of other job like whatever that is but i think people should definitely in this market do what they have to do to take care of themselves but also you know know their worth be smart that's it be smart love it Woo. That was heavy. heavy one. It is a heavy one. <laughs> Thank you so all for funny. listening. We'll see you next.